Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Berquist, your host today of Women Leading the Way, and I'm delighted to share that we have a very special individual we're interviewing today, or that I get to interview. She is one of our finalists from our National Women of Influence Awards as an author of Influence. Um, I'm excited that I think both her and I use some of the similar words together, about women and making an impact and advancing in business. And I cannot wait to kind of unpack Lacey and all that she does. So please welcome Lacey Schoen, who is the CEO of Real Women, Real Success. So Lacey, say hello and say hello to all of our listeners and welcome to the show. Hello, listeners, and thank you for having me. In listener land, that's what I always say, right? Listener land, I love it. But I love our, I love, I'm getting excited about unpacking you, if I can use those words. And, you know, you have such great things you're sharing and supporting women who work and working women. And our topic today is on advancing through influence. But I want to first talk about you as a recently new author and one of our finalists for the Author of Influence Award. So tell us a little bit about your book and what was the beginning inspiration? And I always like to ask authors, how was the process of putting your book together? That's a lot of questions because I will start with the first one. What's your book and what was the inspiration of your book? Yeah, thank you so much, Michelle. Well, the book is called Advancing Through Influence, and the subtitle is Using Your Five and Eight Female Strengths to Break Through Power Barriers and Advance Your Career. And really it goes back to an experience I had um, in my nonprofit management career where I had pretty much the biggest crisis of my career, which without going into a lot of detail involved um, an organization that was supposed to be launched by a group of very influential elected officials, half of whom ended up um, not getting reelected in the middle of this whole process. And in the process of, of, being facing failure of launching this new organization of which I had staff prepared to work for, I had to figure out a way to make it happen. And Mm -hmm. when I ended up being successful, more successful than my elected counterparts, I really had to ask myself, how did I do this? And at the time I, I wasn't writing this book, but I was asked to be part of an anthology where they asked what, why don't you write about the toughest thing you've ever had to deal with in your career and how you overcame it? And that's really where I came up with the five and eight female strengths and how we as women have within us the ability to influence broadly, whether we have a title or not, to get exactly what we want. And that's what I'm interested in helping women understand is the power they have innate within them. Okay, can I say I got 20,000 questions just from that. So come, (laughs) come back to these five innate talents. It's like, what are those strengths? I mean, do you mind sharing? Um, We want everybody to get the book, so we'll definitely bring that up. We've got a link to your website on our show page, but can you share how more women can influence broadly or what those five 
female strengths are? Absolutely, and I'll try to be brief about it. You can get the book on Amazon too, by the way. <laughs> but uh, so the five female strengths are giving, which giving sometimes a controversial one, but uh, because I think sometimes women tend to give too much. But done in the right way, giving is one of our most powerful strengths to build relationships that we can lean on later for help when we need it. Emoting, I think a lot of women have been told they're too emotional or emotion isn't, isn't welcome in the workplace. Yeah. In my book, I try to qualify what kind of emotion works in the workplace and how we can utilize our emotion to motivate people to get on board with something we're promoting or to try to bring them into a fold to motivate staff because emotion is absolutely a leadership skill. It should not be tamped down. We just need to know how to channel it the right way. The third one is leveraging. and that's where we acknowledge not everybody's going to love us, right? It's just a fact. Sometimes I tell my coaching clients, listen, do you like everybody? Because it's an unrealistic expectation to think if you don't like everybody, everybody's going to like you. It just happens sometimes. You experience roadblocks, so you need to leverage other influencers in order to get past roadblocks that stand in your way of your goal. The fourth one is delivering. Wow. I think we can all agree women are rock stars at delivering. Uh, you've heard the saying, if you want something done, give it to a woman. We know how to do it. <laughs> no one goes out yeah. and reads a manual on child rearing before they decide to have a child, and yet the woman can take care of the child, go to work, get the you know groceries bought, do all these things, right? We, we're expert at delivering. And one of the things I touch on in the book is how to prioritize your time. So, again, you're not overgiving, but you're delivering in the right areas. So how do you know what to say yes to and what to say no to? And then the last thing is bouncing back. And this kind of goes back to the story that I had is this devastating thing that happened in my career that ended up being the biggest asset of my career. It was about bouncing back quickly. And we're so able to do that. It's been studied and researched. Women live longer. Unfortunately, part of that is because we experience what I hate to say are like microaggressions from a very young age, but it teaches us resilience, resilience that most men don't have. And if we mm -hmm. utilize that skill to bounce back from a crisis in our career or in our life, it helps propel us forward towards success. So those are the five strengths, Michelle. Oh my God. You, can I say just you are wonderfully thrifty and efficient in your words and how you describe that. But I was taking as copious notes as I could because I was like, I mean, I have so many questions on them, Lacey, and I'm going, oh, my God, we only have limited time. So maybe, maybe we bring you back for one of each of the five. But I, I think all of our listeners should get the book. And you said it's on Amazon, and I just want to make sure we bring up your book title again, Advancing Through Influence, and get the book. And it's on Amazon. And I know we've got a link to your site. So tell me a little bit more. I love the – I want to talk a little bit about the bouncing back, if we could, because mm – -hmm. Here's what we're seeing through our association is so many women right now, I think we're all a little afraid around the edges if I could put us all into the woman bucket, right, the female bucket. And what, with what's going on with the great resignation and women literally kind of turning themselves inside out and upside down right now about rethinking what their future is going to look like and what their priorities are, what are some of the things that you're seeing how women are right now bouncing back in such a, I mean, none of us have experienced the pandemic. I haven't. I don't think you probably have. And how are they how are they bouncing back right now? What are you seeing and experiencing through some of your clients and, you know, those you've come across? Yeah, great, great question. And it's absolutely, you're, you know, you're right on. We're all seeing it. And I think this is the price that 
people who the leaders of the workforce are going to regret that women weren't treated better when they had the opportunity because women are saying, I've had enough. I love that women mm-hmm. are saying, I'm worth more. I love that they are saying, my health is important. I love that they are saying, what I want matters. And this mass exodus from the workforce is showing the workforce, you don't get the best talent when you don't treat them correctly. So I, I think that's what we're seeing. And I think a lot of them are going to you know, try to start their own business. Some are just going to out and out go, hey, uh, maybe money's not that important to me. I can live on you know, a, a lesser income right. in, in exchange for my happiness and, and having my own time decisions to myself. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a while before we see this smooth out in the workforce. I mean, I'm sure you know, and, you know, I'm working for a chamber now. Businesses are finding it very hard to hire employees, and it's because of that, that sort of mass exodus you're talking about. And I don't think, you know, like I'm I'm putting myself in that bucket. Like I run a women's organization and it's like the last few years, man, I'm I'm a little edgy, you know, around the edges or whatever they call it, parade around the edges or I'll say Zoom overwhelm and COVID, you know, weary. We're just, we're that. And, you know, I love when you say the words advancing through influence because I think, you know, the whole concept we're better together, Lacey, and women supporting other women. It, it, your book is very timely. I'm going to tell people again to get the book. And for you, I mean, your book came out when? And did you have any idea how, like, important this book would be right now for women in the workforce? I'm just curious because it yeah, sounds like no, it's a great fit all over the place. Yeah, so it came out July 21st in this last year, uh, 2021. Uh, so right, oh right towards the end of the pandemic. This is this pandemic impacted, as you know, women were the most hard hit by the lockdowns. You know, even the female entrepreneurs, moms were hit the hardest. Um, I also, as you know, consult for Cal State Fullerton. We have a lot of students, female students, that were impacted who also have child-rearing responsibilities for their siblings whose parents could no longer work, so they had to take on a second job. I mean, it was so, in a way, disheartening to see the, the imbalance in how desperately this pandemic impacted women. And yet, I think that, as we just talked about, so many women are deciding to do what they want to do with their lives. And they're not going, can I do this? They're insisting on it. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I firmly believe they'll, if, if, it doesn't, if it's not right in front of them, they will create it. They will create a new economy of however they want to work, you know, just like the millennials did. <laughs> right. It's That's so happen. true. That's so true. I, I, we just thought today we had a Zoom meeting today for a virtual forums, and it's like so many women that were guests of ours, they were all – like leaving corporate America. I mean, it was incredible. Like they were just like, I want to do my own thing. I don't want to work this hard anymore. I don't want to have to juggle going into the office versus not, you know, and dealing with that. And it was, it was interesting to hear the conversation, you know, because I think the more we can hear, right, and be compassionate and understand each other, um, it, it's amazing what will happen. So I'm, I'm, we're both drinking the female Kool-Aid here in a great way. I love that. I do want to kind of think maybe because of your expertise, what, what advice would you give women now that are just in that, you know, that, that they call it the waiting room lane kind of, right, where you're just sitting there and trying to decide what your next step is, whether you're not as happy with your job or unsure about its future or, you know, are you going to be able to have that kind of face time and access that so many women say they didn't get even before the COVID 
pandemic. Now it's like you, you even have less access, right, because you're on Zoom and virtual yeah. meetings and you're in a remote work environment. What Give us some magic of maybe a couple of things that you might give advice to women right now that they're kind of second-guessing their careers or their next step. What would that be? Yeah, okay, a few things. Number one, I think people are Zoomed out. Um, you know, as I said, yeah, I have sure. this new job with the Brea Chamber of Commerce, and I'm meeting with all my board members. I'm doing a listening tour, and a couple of them said, hey, do you want to Zoom? And I'm like, hey, I'm Zoomed out. Like, can I just see your face? <laughs> so I, I think a lot of people are feeling that way, not just women. So I do think that while we're really used to this, I, I think it's going to revert back. I, you know, society does pendulum swings, right? We go all the way to completely mm-hmm. electronic and then all the way to completely in person. And I think it's going to even out in the middle. So that desire for connection will drive more connection. I, I do think that's true. The other thing I want to say is that, you know, I'm a perfect example of this. Six years ago, I left a 30-year career in nonprofit management, 20 as a CEO, did some great things for six wow. years, and then came back to work at a nonprofit at the Brea Chamber of Commerce. Why did I do that? I needed a rest. Like, I was exhausted, right? And I think what I realized for myself and many women can learn from is it's not that you don't want to work or maybe not that you don't want to work in corporate America. It's probably that you don't want the job you have right now. And employers are changing. Mm -hmm. You know, my new employer is very flexible. They want me to be happy. You know, I negotiated a great amount of time off and flexibility and one telecommute day. So I think that women can if we're talking about the pendulum swing, okay, yeah, go ahead and quit and do something completely new, but consider staying in it, but going somewhere else that is more female-friendly, more mental health-friendly, that will allow you to live the way you want to live. And the last thing I'll say, and I do address this in my book, is that women can give too much, and we do this in our careers as well. And I really try to hone in on how do you decide what to do and how do you decide when to pack it up and go home so that you have a reasonable life and a reasonable amount of time off. And I just think women want to overachieve. And sometimes that's our worst enemy. Sometimes we have to say no to ourselves. We don't need to over deliver to be successful. Men don't do it. We don't have to do it. Bam. That's like, that's a drop the mic right there. I like that. I'm going to take just a quick, I want you to hang with me. When we come back, I'm going to take a quick sponsor break just to give a little recognition to one of our sponsors, which you'll be with me on the show here. But I, I think when we come back, one of the things I'd really love to know for you is I'm amazed at how many women will just feel like where they at is all they got. Like that, that's, that's like their lot in life. And I really would like to hear your suggestions for women. How can you evaluate other companies that might be a better fit for you? I'm, I'm sure you have some great insight because I've seen so many women lately that just kind of stay in the same place thinking that, you know, this is what I got. I'm not going to be able to get out of it. And how do they make that break or go research those good companies that might be a better fit for them? So hang on with me, and we will very quickly say thank you. Um, And Womenly Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be Southern California's largest private nonprofit university founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and, of course, to all of our sponsors and our partners. 
Okay, Lacey, I'm back to you, and I really would like to hear your perspective in working with so many amazing women with the coaching that you do and the influence that your book is obviously getting, and you probably have some amazing stories to share, but what would you share with women that feel like I'm just kind of stuck here? And what's something they could do to take the first step maybe to look at other companies or organizations or, you know, shift? you know, when they think that this is all they've got as their job or their career. Thoughts? Yeah, I have so many thoughts. I don't know if we have time for all of them. So let me see if I can <laughs> uh, get Pick the, a couple. the best ones. The best ones. Um, first of all, I think what I do notice is sometimes there's some women, I'm not going to say all, who just aren't willing to take the time to go look. And that is a lot of times a symptom of I'm just so overwhelmed, I don't have time to do it. So one thing I would say is it's so valuable to work with a good, solid coach that works with top-level professionals who can teach you how to not feel like you have to do it all. Because you've got to carve out time to do that research. And a great way is to look at the words that are used in a job ad to look at an organization's website, to talk to people that already work there and ask what the culture is like. What's it like to work there? You know, I've talked to plenty of women who who say, I love working here. I love working at Google or I love working at wherever, fill in the blank, because, and then see if their reason aligns with things that are important to you. I, I also think that sometimes we as women have a hard time accepting that we really do often teach people how to treat us. And, and I don't want to be misunderstood. There are a lot of leaders out there mistreating women, um, all the way from boards, mm. all the way down to middle management. I, and I understand that. But I think we have to honestly evaluate, and this is part of our own emotional intelligence, something women are good at, is to evaluate ourselves and say, am I, am I teaching people that they can um, abuse my time or overwork me? Am I stepping up to bring the coffee to the table when a man could easily do it? Am I offering to take notes when anybody on the team can do it? Because that starts to keep us in this sort of subservient or overproducing role that really isn't where we want to be. So you kind of have to honestly assess, I think, and this is what I do with my clients, how much are you putting yourself in this situation and how much is it being demanded of you? And sometimes a little bit of it, maybe even a good half of it, has to do with changes the woman can make in terms of presenting herself in such a way that I'm a top professional and that's something someone else can do. The answer is no. We have a hard time doing that that sometimes. Right, or, or yeah. I, who was it one time that someone said to me, just say no thank you. People don't know where to go with it. <laughs> it's like they don't know yeah. how to, oh, okay. But, you know, I love your story about the whole idea, you know, with women and I guess, again, being at the board table and doing things they don't. Because I remember one time with a conversation with women, and she was running, again, a nonprofit board. And I know it always instinctively happens. I've heard so many of these stories from women. And we as women always get picked to do the secretary minutes, right? We need to take minutes, drop minutes from meetings if we're in a boardroom setting. And I remember this one woman sharing with me, and I, I used it. I still use it. I'm in a both, let's call it boys and girls scenario, right, of of, of, of a meeting, and there's both men and women there. I purposely, if I'm running a meeting and there's both men and women, I will single out a man and say, hey, Jim, Joe, whoever, would you mind taking notes for us today? Would you mind taking the minutes? And I am surprised 
at how many men kind of like stammer and stutter to start with, but then they'll do it <laughs> because they know. And it's really interesting because just to watch that experience and watch the women kind of chuckle, I'm like, ladies, that's where we can change the curve. But I'm sure you've got a thousand stories yourself. And I'm, I'm really curious for you, like, how did you get into this? Like, how did you, did you research for your book? Was it just, you know, stories and tales from the trenches or what, what, where did all your great insight and experience come from? Or maybe it was your experience. I don't know, but you just yeah, have well, a wealth thank of you knowledge, I can tell. I, I think some of it was from my experience, but the experience made me six years ago when I left my prior nonprofit CEO position, my experience made mm-hmm. me start questioning. And I really wanted to be a force for helping women succeed because I did not have that in my career. Men had helped me succeed. Women had undermined me. And I wanted to be different than that. Mm. I wasn't accepting that. So I just started doing research on the Internet. I started a YouTube channel. started doing all these videos. And I would do videos on factual data research that I found. There's tons of universities and colleges doing um, all kinds of uh, research on women's issues. Right. So sorry. And um, and it just informed everything that I did, including, you know, this book that came from my experience, but also addresses the the, um, tangible issues that women face that it will help resolve. That is... Seriously, so authentic and so incredible. I just, you know, again, you, you've got a lot of layers to you, and I know we've only got a few more minutes, and I'm going, you know, my big burning question for you is, you know, when you look at the time that you spent in nonprofit leadership and nonprofit management and then writing the book, I'm going to, can I assume that you wrote the book during COVID, or has this been a passion project and on your plate for a while? I'm just curious, did you, did you just, because so many people wrote books during COVID, and I'm, like, amazed by that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, I have this consulting role with Cal State Fullerton in the College of Business and Economics, co-director of the Women's Leadership Program. And um, I teach influence there to the girls in, in the program. And my dear colleague, Dr. Goli Sadri, um, we have been talking for years about this program, this content I wanted to put together around these five strengths. And it was really her that pushed me to solidify it. She said, I want Aww. you to teach this. I, I want you to teach it to the students. And you, you got to get this in some sort of form. At, at, at the first, when I first thought about it and I first started writing about it, it was six years ago. And I, I put all my notes together wow. about a year ago. And I realized I, I was going to record it as some sort of audio recording that people could buy. And I realized, oh, my gosh, it's this book. Like, it's already written. <laughs> just need a publisher to like look at it and make sure that it's grammatically correct. So um, oh it was gosh. a labor of love over about six years. And through refinements, I just realized I had a manuscript. And then I hired a publisher a year ago, and they helped me go through that process of making it pro. <laughs> I think that's a great pro tip for people that just, did you talk into an audio recorder then and really do that? And then you wrote the book? That's how, that's your, that was your process? That's very different. I, I wrote a script. I wrote a script to record from. And as I was proofing it and reading it, and as Goli was asking me to teach this stuff, I thought, well, this is, um, this is a book already written. It, it's not a script. It's a book. Oh, that's cool. And so it, it, it was an, it's an accidental book. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I know there's a ton of those, but that, I think that's a great story. I just love that because, you know, when it when it comes out of you, I know I sold my business, oh, gosh, a long time ago, my, my uh, a corporate gift business. And one of the things that I did is take all the, like, simple examples of, you know, showing appreciation and that kind of stuff. And it was, like, from all the things I saw that were what people did wrong and building relationships and thanking clients and all that, it was, like, that's how a book came out of it from just jotting down suggestions for clients over the years. But... Anyway, great story on that one. I just love that. And I'm, you know, in our, in our few minutes left, I, I'm really curious for you, like what, if you had to say, and I know this is going to be hard and I'm kind of like coming out left field for you on this one, but I know you have it in you, is what has been the most significant, uh, let's just say leadership less, lesson you've ever experienced, if, if something comes to mind? Because I know what mine was, but I'm curious for you, what would be that kind of like, Wow. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know how this is gonna if this is profound or not. But I think and there's no that, there's no right or wrong answer. That makes it easier. <laughs> I think it was you know before I wrote this book, but I had these five strengths in mind because remember going back to the anthology that I wrote with with 19 other women. This is where I first got this concept of these five and eight female strengths. I think the realization that I and all women are unlimited powerful but we we just we have so much power we're not taking advantage of and that's why i started coaching because it's like oh my gosh i have to let women know they can have whatever they want they can do whatever they want it's always going to turn out exactly how we want no but i guarantee we can get the outcomes that we want the income that we want the positions that we want in fact i spent a lot of time coaching women on the fact that no matter what they've done in their career it qualifies them to do whatever they want to do and that's always a mind blower right mm -hmm. but i've learned this that there is we have experiences that relate to some job skill all over all over in our entire life experience so I think it's that realization that I have something to offer no matter what anybody else says and that we are so all-powerful just through our own innate female strengths. It's, it's an amazing feeling to realize you're in the, in the driver's seat. So I'm visualizing you wearing a super cape right now, like right now, like a power, <laughs> uh, what do they call those, the power heroes and all that. Like I'm visualizing that. I, I, you know, I, do, I do not want, I don't want to end the show without saying congratulations, you know, on accepting your new role as the CEO of the Brea California Chamber of Commerce. So congratulations on that. I do want to Thank say you. congratulations again for being recognized as one of our finalists for the Author of Influence Awards. It very much sounds like, you know, you just, you, you own that, right? You, the, the whole influence you're talking about. I want to talk on the last few minutes here about what you see with our younger generation. I mean, I love that you're involved in helping the next generation of young leaders, and you mentioned Goalie and Cal State Fullerton and the women's, I think it's women's leadership program, right, that's there, um, uh -huh. that's within the school. What what are some of these things that you see? Because I'm going to put myself in the boomer, on the boomer bucket. I'm on the tail end of the boomers, and I definitely see the differences in those generations now that are the 20-somethings or at the time when we were talking about the differences with millennial, you know, women and men, but specifically with these new, you know, kind of young girls and women that are coming out or in college, what's different about them that's different maybe from my generation and what you see of how they're looking at their careers differently or, you know, in a different way than, than what maybe when I graduated from college 
because it was go to work, work hard, work your way up the corporate ladder. It's different now. I mean, do you see that with these generations? What are some of the things you see? Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting question because when it comes up, and I've certainly experienced that demographic and people, young people that I've hired before, but in the College of Business and Economics at Cal State Fullerton, we have the, the largest population of students are uh, immigrants, first generation uh, getting a college degree, um, and they are wildly committed to their success because they've come from a place where they couldn't achieve that. So I am so joyously proud to say that the students I get to work with are already highly, highly motivated. They understand what it means to be in this country, what it means to get an education, and they they, they may not know exactly what they're going to do with it, but they know they want to elevate. They know they want to advance. They know they want to create a great life for their family. And one of the things I love about working with the college students is they're so open. They don't, they don't know what they don't know, and they're totally willing to learn what they don't know, which is a little bit different than when you're coaching mm-hmm. mid-career women. You would kind of, you know, yeah. have learned to have some habits, right? So it is so rewarding. Um, I, I'm not seeing a huge difference from my own motivation in the College of Business and Economics. And maybe that's why, because it's the College of Business and Economics. But um, I love the motivation that I see. Yeah, that's cool. No, it I gets me excited. I know we hired, for the first time, um, we have a nonprofit in CWI called Sue Rising. And, you know, we uh, have a stage four times a year that are talks like TED Talks and called Sue Talks. But we brought on a a young woman that was 18 that was on our stage as an intern and also a part-time patient. And I am finding, you know, not what I hear, like, through rumor patrol, like, you know, not committed. She's very committed. It's like, you know, wants to work, you know, or doesn't or really wants us to fit her versus she's trying to fit. I mean, all those things that I'm looking at, I find her very smart, very nimble. It's just so technologically they're like, I'm learning more from 20-somethings than I, you know, could ever, like, share with them as a mentor, which I think is upside (laughs) down on the idea of an internship, but we'll go with that. You know what I mean? It's just they're smart as heck. So I I love how much you support the next generation through Cal State Fullerton. You are amazeball, if I can use that word. I mean, we've we've got, like, seriously two seconds left, and I'm really curious, Lacey, like, what would be one big thing – you'd want to leave with us while you kind of chew on that, I'm going to ask, if anybody wants to reach out to you, how would you like them to contact you? I know we've got the link to your website, realwomenrealsuccess.com, on our on our show page. But how is there another way you'd like people to reach out to you if they have questions or they want to talk to you or find out more about you? Absolutely, and I totally welcome that. Uh, my email is on my website, realwomenrealsuccess.com, but I'll just give you the email. It's Lacey at LaceyShowen.com, L-A-C-Y-S-T-H-O-E-N.com, and that's my personal email address, and anybody is free to email me. Yeah, you have such a great message for women, and, and especially you know, with what we're hearing. Somebody else said it wasn't called the Great Migration. It was called the Big Exit. <laughs> I, I like those words a lot better. <laughs> it's like, leave, leave. Um, in, in our short time, I ask you, what's one motivating, inspiring thing you can leave us? Because you have been an absolute delight. What's something that you can leave us on a high note for that all of us as women will want to hear? No pressure at all. <laughs> well, I know what I want to say, and that is uh, women – 
whoever it is that's listening, you can do whatever you want, and I'll be glad to prove it to you. So uh, don't let those dreams fade, you know? Don't let them fade. Continue. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted to all of our wonderful (laughs) listeners out there. Listen, Lacey, you are all that. Um, I don't know if you've ever been accused of that, but you are. Uh, Thank you for being my an hour leading lady today on Women Lead Radio. And I just think, you know, again, for everyone, get Lacey's book. The title of the book, again, is Advancing Through Influence, available on Amazon, you told me. Um, And, again, I just think you have lots to share with other women, so I hope our world's align again in a circle of influence. To our listeners, I want to say thank you for being loyal to us. We are quickly growing to a daily show. Right now we're here for sure every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, Saturdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, and we're building more because today is a Tuesday and you're hearing from us. So thank you for your loyalty. We are an international show. Um, After this live show, you can hear us on any of the subscription services like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. (laughs) Man, that's a list now, right? Um, you can find us on any of the subscription services. So please subscribe to us and listen to us. And Lacey, you have an amazing week. Listeners, have an awesome week as well. And go, therefore, and create some influence. How about that, Lacey? Was that good? That sounds great, Michelle. Thank you so much. Go make some influence. All right. Have a great week, all. And we'll see you on the next Women Lead Radio Show. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.